All right, we're back. What's up, man? What's going on, bro? Back with another uh, podcast episode, podcast number six. Yes, sir, number six. I'll take it. I'll take that number. I like five. Five is my favorite number, but I'll take six. Really? Yes, you should have told me. Yeah, bro. I kind of got an earlier invite, but it's all good. I'll I take six. You over five. <laughs> I'll take six. So what's up, man? What's been going on? I haven't seen you. It's been a couple weeks. Oh, just just tighten that. For sure. Um, One of those, just two of them. Yeah, so honestly, these last few weeks, I've just been um, really just grinding, bro. Obviously, coronavirus has been shutting everything down. So just been trying to, like, make sure that I'm really in my own lane. Um, So I think really, like, now is the best time for people to wake up and see, like, your job is not going to be your end-all, be-all. Yeah, A lot of people with these jobs closing down um, or companies closing down and the people losing their jobs or maybe not even necessarily losing their jobs. But, you know, going on that temporary unemployment, like we saw, bro, I think it's up past like 30 million people. Oh, yeah, oh, fi- I know. Dude, filing for unemployment. So it's like, this is the time that if, if you're not waking up and you're not seeing that your job isn't going to do it for you, like maybe in the long term, if they can stay stable, but they're not really going to do it for you. So you got to find your own grind and your own hustle. So like side. Right. If you're not doing anything for yourself, bro, you're going to wake up and you're going to like those are the people that have been on the couch like. Oh, dude! I binge watched a whole season in one episode or in one day. Like that's oh. totally like the type of people that I like. I frown on in a sense. Like obviously, yeah. like watch your shows, bro. Like you right, gotta, like, I'm not you gotta judging. Escape. You, you got to Yeah, you got to have your yeah. relaxation and your, and your you know your whatever like winds you down. But at the same time, like what's what's bringing you up? And a lot of people don't have that. So that's really what I've been focusing on. Really, this last set. So like, what is strategizing? Because I I know we will we'll break that down yeah. a little bit later kind of like the trading and stuff that you do cuz i want to i want to know about that and kind of why you you know got into that yeah um but so have you kind of just been strategizing game planning so the strategizing and game planning came um probably i would say like 6 to 6 to 8 months ago okay um right now it's it's more so about like execution and sharpening the sword to make sure that i have better execution um but yeah, like all the planning is there. It's just it's just about you know hitting the goals, hitting the targets consistently, and moving forward. So was that kind of uh, obviously affected because of Corona? Was your game plan kind of halted or not at all, bro? Not accelerated. At all? <laughs> really? Yeah. So I not to hear that people don't understand with with like if you're in a finance, um, like all these big news events and stuff like that that really turns the market. If you're a true financial person, you understand that you can either buy you can buy um, securities or you know assets or you can sell them. So there's a thing called short selling that a lot of people don't know about. And so if you short sell, you can take advantage of the times that the market is dropping, mm-hmm. and you can use it to still make money. Like like say you know the price was at five thousand, you sell it and it goes down to three. Well, you made two k because you sold at five. Right. And a lot of people are just thinking, oh, I'm gonna buy it too and get in and wait till it gets up to five, so I made three k. There's, there's, there's two ways to make money. So yeah. that's what I've really been on. So it's been good for me, honestly. And that's a blessing because it hasn't been for a lot of people. So is this something that you're doing mostly all day, kind of checking the numbers and stuff? Yeah, so it, it's weird how it works um, with trading. If, you, if you're the type of person that's on it like every single second of the day, um, you're the type of person that has a very, very high attention span and you can, you know, you have a lot of stamina. So that's not be me. good? That's not me. Um, but would it be good to be on that all the if, time? If you're the type of person you can really stay on the markets all day and stay focused, bro, the yeah, money that you can, is life changing. That's and, yeah. And regardless, it's life changing. But you know, two to three hours a day is enough to to make a life changing amount of money in the markets. And really? that, that's what I stick to is like, 
really like one to two hours. That's my sweet spot. Once I start going past two hours, like the markets just all start looking like eh, whatever. Really? So, so would you say that in those two, three hours, in the hours that you aren't, are you possibly missing out? That's another thing with trading is there is, trading is a lot, it's mainly psychological, bro. It's not, it, it's easy, bro. There's three ways that the market can go. It can go up, it can go down, it goes sideways. That's it. It's never gonna go. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, never yeah. gonna go anywhere else. Right. So if you know that and you understand that and you have like the discipline and the patience, you understand it's gonna come back up, it's gonna come back down, and it's gonna consolidate and go sideways again. So there really is no missing out. Like the same. It, the market is based off of an algorithm. Al, al, excuse me, algorithm. It's gonna move not necessarily the same way, but it has like patterns that will occur consistently. And it's moved differently by like bigger banks and bigger institutions and like central banks and stuff. And that's, that's a whole deeper discussion. But if you really understand the markets, there is no missing out. The markets will always be there. There's always gonna be new opportunities. And would you say you're more of a risk taker or a little more conservative? When it comes to trading, I'm definitely more conservative. Okay. Um, there are higher risk taking traders, but it depends on your style. So it's hard to say. Like anybody who trades, if you're a real true trader, you're taking risk. But it's not like gambling. It's not, it, it is a form of gambling, but it's a it's a form of gambling that you can- It's more strategy. Yeah, you can you can add more strategy to it and you can really calculate You know your risk. Right. Again, I'm going into the casino trying to go against a dealer where there's nothing that I can control other than the hand that they give me. Mm-hmm. And I don't even have control over that. It's like, I know, I see this play, you know, I'm trying to make this much money and I'm only trying to risk this much money. So if it goes against me, I've only lost this, but I stand to make five times what I what I risked. Yeah. That's a one to five risk to reward. Right. And that so, is, it's a better it's a better form of gambling in my opinion. Are you uh reading up on the on the, the news a lot for these oh, things that you're bro, associated every, with? Every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. That's so, the one thing that is consistent. Like you gotta keep yourself informed. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, no, because uh I mean I kinda just do like Robin Hood stocks and stuff that I kinda sit on and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of things going on in my life. I'd love to be able to read up on everything that goes down, but I'm kind of just coasting because I bought everything low once everything hit. And for me, it's kind of like a, a six-month game. I was going to say, if you're not a trader, bro, then it, it is a long-term game. You're right. It's it's There's there's an investor and there's a trader. And so a trader is the, is the person who's, you know, I'm in the market daily. I'm trying to get in. I'm trying to get some money. I'm trying to get out. Which is what I would love to do, though. I really would. But it's like it's find the lot. consistency for that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's a lot. It takes. It takes. It takes a lot of learning at first, and then once you you know really like which is where I'm at. As I'm refining, you know, I'm literally sharpening my sword like daily. I'm trying to learn new strategies, new things that I can you know, look for to make money within the markets. But if you're somebody who who you don't have the time, you can just invest, and that's more like hands off and more passive. It's mm-hmm. you put your money in come back five years later like Maybe i have a five-year goal yeah come back five years later okay it did what i needed it to do you're not looking at the market every day you're not stressing every day like oh it's up it's down Dude, it's because like that see that's what i want to do I, I said that right but like i, I want to do that and it's like when i when i start doing that yeah it goes up and down i'm like oh should i buy more should i sell i, I started thinking way too much about it man yeah that's, and the, that's the thing is that even if you're investing or if you're trading there's still a lot to it so you can you can make an investment and let's just use an example. Let's say, you know, you wanted to buy UPS at $50. And if this is the difference between an investor and a trader. An investor would look at it like, hey, man, I've been saving up for a little bit. I've been looking for an opportunity. 
you know, UPS, boom, 50 bucks. I haven't seen it at 50 bucks in however long. And this is arbitrary. These aren't real numbers, but, you know, hey, this is a steal. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to put this 5000 that I've saved up over the last however many months right into it. And long term, you know, five years, 10 years, I'm looking to see what kind of return I can get. As long as I get a return, I didn't lose. Mm-hmm. A trader, though, if you see it at 50 bucks, you're like, that, that doesn't mean anything to you because it's at 50, but it could hit 40, it could hit 30, it could hit 20. So it's like, I'm really looking at like the technicals of the market, like the, the technical, like the, the charts, like the analysis mm-hmm. that you see that people like look at and it looks all crazy and scary to people. Right. It's really not scary. It's just what we use to to get into, because like I said, traders are really in and out on a daily basis. So that's what we use to get into positions and we're like, hey, it's at 50. You know, I, I agree with the investor. I think this is a steal. So it's at 50. The most that I can resist or the most that I can withstand is, you know, it going down to maybe 47. If it goes down past that, I don't want to be in anymore because it's making a different move. Right. But, you know, if it's at 50 and I'm like, hey, I think this has an opportunity to go up to 55. Put in a thousand bucks, take it out at 55, it's 5K. Right. So it's like, that's why day trading is cool because I've seen people make so much money, bro. So are you are you buying and selling on differences of a dollar? Yeah, it doesn't. That's, it, and, yeah. and that's the thing is like, I, I do have a system set in place. So it's not like, I'm, and I don't trade stocks. I don't do that. Okay. I trade currencies. Okay. So I'll trade like the dollar, like the German British pound versus the dollar or really? you know, the yeah. euro versus, yeah, I don't, stocks are too much, bro. Okay. Yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know any about, you know, the yeah. currency. Yeah. And the, that's actually the biggest market. People like people in America are very familiar with, you know, the stock market. That's all we really ever hear about. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, once you once you grow up, you know, you get a job and you save your little money, and you put it into the stock market and for your retirement. <laughs> yeah, bro. There's so many different games that you can play. I didn't know in the financial world. So I'm not a stock guy because stocks are so all your eggs in one basket mm-hmm. type game. And when I when I do look at stocks, I like to look long term and I don't really look for long term stocks. I like I look for groupings of stocks which most people would like refer to that as a mutual fund right so it's like i'll take apple and i'll take microsoft and i'll take boeing and blah, blah, whatever and i want them grouped and based off of how they perform as a group that's where i want my money so that all my eggs aren't in one basket because if apple has a down day i don't want my money going down right. apple's having a down day but you know microsoft and boeing are killing it today. Up. yeah Boom. exactly so, so it kind of evens out right i'm up so there's different ways to do it and but from an investing standpoint um, I'll, I'll mess with like stocks and stuff, but when it comes to trading, I do not look at stocks, bro. I don't at all. Interesting. Yeah. So I want to ask you then, um, obviously, because we're talking about this, where did this begin for you? What made you get into all of this one day? <laughs> My mentor, man. Um, really, what it was, bro, was um, so I in high school, you know, I played football and I played sports and I was always competitive. Which we're going to dive into that later. Right, yeah. So I was always really competitive. Um, and so once I, you know, went through college and I played track in college, or played track, wow, I sound like a fucking new. <laughs> Ran track in college. Right. Um, you know, it was what it, it was, what it was. It got me my degree, and, you know, I'm, I'm ready to move on with that. But I kind of developed a love for finance throughout all of it. You know, I was looking ahead. I didn't really have a full-time job, but I was like, you know, I'm making a little bit of money on the side. Like, what can I do with this? Because I'm making money, but like, there's people that are making money that's making them money. Like, why can't I not take my 5K and grow it too? Yeah. So that's that's kind of like where I started to look. 
And the, the thing that really interested me was, and this is funny because this is a whole different world than trading, okay. was retirement accounts. Okay. Because obviously, you know, that's long term. You yeah, put your yeah. money in there, you're not touching that until you're 69 and a half or older. Mm-hmm. So that's where I started, you know, learning about Roth IRAs and, you know, different types of investments to place within your Roth IRA and blah, blah, blah. And so it kind of geared me toward finance. And once I was getting near graduation, you know, I got my job offer from Vanguard and I started with them. Um, and I didn't start trading until the summer going into, you know, that job. So I got hired like like right while I was in college, um, right about, just about to graduate, probably like a month out. Wow. There was probably like a three month period that, you know, they gave me time to start because there's like licensing and stuff that you have to go through. So they gave me a little bit to prepare for that, blah, blah, blah. And over that period of time, I ran into a guy on Instagram that, you know, I knew from way, 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 way long ago. I used to run track with him actually. And okay. so he would always post on a story like, and what it was, bro, what got me was, was the numbers that he was posting. Was like, he would post a chart and I would see it and I have no idea what I'm looking at, just like everybody else. And this is something that a lot of people have seen, you know, with, with trading becoming bigger over the last six, literally six months. I guess within even like the age that we're, you know, we are right. seeing it a lot more. Right. So we're seeing a lot of people do, and this is, this is actually different than trading. This is what I don't do. Okay. So there's the people that will go on Instagram and they want to promote and like, Hey, you know, we're doing Forex and we're blah, blah, blah. You can make this money, you know, from your phone and you don't have to do anything. But really what they're trying to do is they're trying to get you into their group and sign you up. And so they're making money off of you monthly, off of you paying your fee. And they're just trying to sign more people up and get more people into the group. Dude, that's like the biggest thing that I've seen, and which is why a lot of people don't want to get into that. Bro, and it ruins the game for Forex traders because it's like, and it doesn't ruin it because a true Forex trader, bro, I don't give a, I don't care what you do. Like you can do whatever you want to do for the rest of your life. It doesn't matter to me if you ever trade Forex or not. For somebody who's doing, and it's called iMarkets Live, for somebody who does that, it's like they're making their money, they're making like a big portion of their money off of you signing up. And you getting other people to sign up and build a team, and like people have this but where perception. Where does that now. money go to? Their pockets or like? It, it's, it's, it goes to a network marketing company. So there's like one overarching company, and there's a person, you know, who starts that company who does know how to trade, who's you know, who does what I do, who does what I do. You know, they're successful with trading. They're consistent. They're profitable, and so they start an academy to teach other people how to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But they attach it to residual income. And that's where the iMarkets Live and, and the signing people up and the earning residual income comes into comes into play. Okay. So people have confused, you know, the actual just the skill of trading and the activity of trading with the iMarkets Live, and so they're thinking, oh, in order to trade, I need to go sign people up and I need to do this, and it's not like a that. lot of people have hit me up for that, dude. And it's it's so sad because like people really think forex is signing people up to do what you're doing to learn yeah. about trading. Bro, Forex has been around since like, if I'm not mistaken, like the 80s or the 90s. Okay. It's been a game, bro. And yeah. network marketing has been around for a while too, but they're two completely separate things. Of course. And so what got me into it was seeing, not necessarily like the people posting about it on Instagram, because like I knew, what, I knew what Forex was because I was interested in finance. But my mentor, he would post the actual dollar amounts based off of, and we'll call it bets, but based off of like the certain bets that you would place behind a certain play, like a certain move in the market. And so I was seeing stuff like, okay, so if you take a, like the, the minimum lot that you can possibly take, like the minimum bet, you know, hundred bucks. If you take 10 times that, which is still not a big bet. Yeah. 
um, thousand bucks. And if you're taking 20 times that or like 100 times that, excuse me, 10K, right? So it's like, and the only difference between, between the money earned is how much you put behind the trade. Interesting. So you don't have to be some like crazy, like you don't have, and the way that, that your money is earned is measured in what's called pips. So it's like point, like I think it's like point and percentage. So like, let's say pips are just like, like let's go one, two, three, four, five. If you catch five pips on a play and you put $100 behind it, that's 500 pips. But if you put $10,000 or like $1,000 behind it, that's 5,000 pips. 10,000 is 50,000 pips. It's a lot. <laughs> 50,000 pips equates to, it depends on what's behind it, but it could be $50,000. It could be like, so once you start seeing that, you realize like, it's not about, like, I don't have to be somebody taking like huge plays from the market. I can catch five pips and make 50 grand. Like if you can catch, and that's you're just that's, catching the market at a good time, right? It's it's and it you can't possibly ever time the market. Yeah, but you can look at the market and look for clues to look to enter, and you know think, hey, it's gonna do this. I'm gonna enter, and like I was saying earlier, the difference between a trader and an investor. If it hits 37 or 47, I'm out. But I'm out at 47, and I stand to make up to you know 55 or 60, whatever. So. Once you start seeing that difference, like that's what what really got me into it was like, bro, I've never seen anybody who can trade for thirty minutes or who, who can do any activity for thirty just, minutes and come away with a year's worth of income. Damn. Yeah, I've never like seen the ability to. And what what really got me excited, bro, because I'm somebody like I want to live a great lifestyle. Like a lot of people, are like oh, it's not about the money, blah blah blah. And I agree, you're not going to be happy if you only have money. But if you have a lot of other things, you know, you have your true happiness, you have your good people, you have something that makes you feel like you're making a difference in life, and you have money. Life's good. Life is great. Just like Future said, exactly. Life is good. Right, right. Well, that's crazy. Okay, so you're okay. So putting three hours in a day, is that consistent or is that every day? So when you're learning, it's not going to be three hours a day, bro. Probably more, dude. Way more. Way more. Okay. Because this is a skill that. It takes a lot to learn, but once you figure out, bro, once you figure it out, you're good for the rest of your life. Like, if you can find a consistent way to go into the market and make money, and you can pull it out every day, and you're like, you're good, you're good for the rest of your life. That, that's that's the hardest part, is people finding something consistent that they can go on with and pull out. Because a lot of people will try a bunch of different things that they heard from a bunch of different other traders, Yeah. and they'll get confused, and they'll keep trying just do random stuff, and they'll keep losing money every day, and they're like, bro, like, there's no way you can make money in this. Like, whoa, 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 and there is, there really is. It's just about the discipline and it's more psychological than it is even learning the skill, bro. So what has the impact been for you personally from, uh, I mean, since you began, I mean, how has it helped or? Yeah, so um, really, bro, it's-, it's Even been, freeing up time too. Yeah, it's, and that's the biggest thing is once you get to the point where you're a fully, you know, your income is really dependent on your ability to trade the market. Mm-hmm. You're so free from everything. It's it's, it's crazy, bro. You ha- you literally have like f u money. Yeah. Like nobody can tell you anything. Nobody can tell you when to be where. Nobody can tell you what to wear when you show up. Like, bro, you trade for a few hours, you get your money, you get out, and you do whatever you want to do. Really? What? Yeah. So it's like the impact that it's had on me is it's really like driven me toward growth in every area because there's so many lessons in trading that you can apply to life. Okay. Like like the discipline. You gotta have discipline in life. 
whether it be the discipline to not take a bad trade or not to not take a trade that looks enticing, but you don't have the things that you're really looking for, and then you move into life. And it's like, okay, well, I'm not gonna move into a certain endeavor if I haven't, if it's not showing me what I'm looking for out of it, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna go move in with somebody if I know that they can't even pay their bills, if they're mm-hmm. in debt. So it's like, there's, there's so much that you can take from what you're learning and trading and apply it to real life. And it's like, it's the same game. It's crazy. One just pays you a lot more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Obviously, dang, that's interesting, man. It's pretty cool. I don't know. I'll look at any of that. Um, it's cool, man. But what it sounds like, it's it's uh, it's interesting, man. It sounds good. It sounds like it's very. Uh, it's life changing, bro. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For that's sure. Crazy. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's cool to be able to basically make money, have the time to do whatever you like, and still bring in, you know sustainable money per se bro way more than you you will actually earn what you're what you're worth if you go into the financial market and learn how to trade if you go and trade your time because that's what people do it's people everybody's a trader yeah we'll go trade yeah. our time to make money mm-hmm. we'll trade eight hours a day to make a hundred bucks a day then that's that's a terrible trade-off do i know Dude, man, you're trading, you're trading know. Your, like your, your time that you will never get back for some dollars that you're going to go spend at on another person's dream even if it's fries if you go to fries and you get some whatever groceries, fifty dollars worth of groceries, that money is you're never gonna see that money back. Yeah, you got the groceries, but them groceries are gonna go and you'll never see the money back. And but you you definitely will never see those hours that you put in to get that money, never see that back either. Dude, so it's like it's a lose lose. Right, no, it's crazy. I was uh I looked at my job, uh hours worked. I've been working at this job, uh I'd say maybe around January, and it's almost like 700 hours. Like, it's scary to think how many hours I've put in already. Yeah. But the good thing is, though, Adam, I'll be honest with you, me, I have also, during this time of quarantine, have mapped out different ways I could diversify my income and create yeah. passive. Right. And uh, with the photo stuff, is like, obviously, the biggest one. Yeah, obviously. of course. Um, and man, I got some big things um, in the in the mix right now of kind of uh, evolving myself and uh, around a bigger team of Bro. people like myself yes. and strategizing ways that we can continue to make more money as in like for clients and doing promotions and ads yeah. and also managing things for people within like the creative realm. Right, yeah. And, no, I think uh, that's great, bro. No, life's trending up, man. And, dude, for uh, sure. Because I also, like you, even though I'm stuck in it right now, dude, I don't want to be working at a job making money for somebody else. Right. It's, a, it's Like, that's actually a very hungry thing. Yes. Yeah. It's like you get in and you know, like, okay, I don't have anything working for me right now, so I have to work for me, right? And then you go in, you get your job, and, and you use it to fund your dream. But once you hit your dream, you have something working for you, bro. And then that's when you use all the crazy money because anybody who finds their dream and really makes it work for them, it's gonna be more money it's than happiness. you know what to do with. Yeah. Right. And, and like, it, right. The, the happiness is beyond the money. But mm-hmm. like the money, it allows you to free yourself up and get your time back and make a difference and make an impact in other people's lives and do whatever you wanna do that's really gonna bring you that happiness. So mm-hmm. it's like, I, when people say like money isn't everything, like, bro, it's really not. I guarantee you it's not. You can have a billion dollars and be unhappy. But if you're somebody who can take the money that you earn off of your hard work and make it work for you, and, and you can you can bring happiness out of success, and usually money follows success. Mm-hmm. So yeah. totally true, man. One yeah. of the one of the biggest, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you everything that I've been working on. Yeah. It's kind of I'm keeping it low key for now because it's gonna be like a big announcement here coming soon. Yeah. Um, but the the biggest thing that I've been thinking about and brainstorming as of late 
because obviously I'm going to school for marketing. Yeah. So I'm getting all that knowledge for what it's worth on the piece of paper. Um, yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> I'm looking to eventually out of college, surround myself with a good team that knows what they're doing and uh, possibly create like a digital marketing agency. Bro. Bro. That's so funny that you mentioned that because that's actually something that I've been thinking about. Like, not necessarily funding, but like um, when you when you come through trading and this is how I look at trading. Trading is the greatest way to make money, in my opinion, that I've seen, and I've studied a lot of ways to make money. I can't think of a better one. So it's like you, you get that great income. Good. Right, yeah, you get that great income, and then you use that money to fund what you're really, like, and it's not that I'm not passionate and that I don't, because dude, I love finance, I love the markets, mm-hmm. like I love looking at the markets every day, and the news, and, and learning more about my craft, but at the same time, like I have other desires, bro. I wanna go shoot videos, like I wanna go help people who have a vision and have a dream and have a passion, but don't necessarily know how to navigate through what they have to go through to get to the top. So it's like, if I can figure out some things and I have the money to put behind it and I can make a difference and, and help people come up, mm. I'm gonna do that. And so one of the ways that I've been thinking about doing that with the way that everything has been trending lately, coaching. not necessarily coaching, but social media marketing. And, and if, you can, if, you can st- if you can start like an agency, bro, who can take people who have the vision, mm-hmm. who have the drive, but don't necessarily have the full skill or haven't refined what they're doing yet, and you can place them you know, around a, a group of experienced people who can take them to the next level, mm-hmm. you're, you're pretty much, you're building a home to foster that growth for those people who wanna come up. Exactly, it's and exactly it's like, vision. Dude, yeah, like if you can do that, you're giving back, you're, you're adding to people's dreams. You never know. Like Dude, you're, so you're, you're creating an equal opportunity. Yeah. Like somebody can, can do exactly what you're doing or they can pass you. And that's not what we're worried about. We're just worried about helping people get to where they're trying to go. Cause we and both if you pass win, me, man. Yeah. Like if you pass me, bro, congrats. Like you did what you was trying to do. Like I helped you, you get made there, it. man. Our right. team got you there. Yeah. Right. And like, a- I'm not asking for nothing in return. Like, I'm just glad that you got where you go and, and I'm looking for the next, you know, talent that's looking to, to get where you're at. Exactly, dude. Type thing, bro, yeah. Exactly. So that's that's a great move. Yeah, that's honestly like yeah. the coolest, I would love to do that. Have like, obviously like the the video, like myself video, but like I wanna be like the guy who goes in there and like sells it to the companies and whatnot, obviously, because I, right. I know how um, we can take them to the next level and yes. why they need to go to the next level. Because a lot of these places, you know, we're, and you know, we're talking a smaller scale here than like bigger, bigger corps and whatnot. Yeah. But you got YouTubers, rappers, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just a whole bunch of people that are kind of just floating, but they have great content. They need great. that team to come in Bro. there and boost it. And they just don't have the people behind them to get them to where they're trying to go. So that's the vision, dude. Dude, I feel that, bro. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm back. That no, like it's crazy how much stuff that I've been thinking about during the quarantine. Yes, and this shit. That's the thing is with this quarantine is like everybody's like, oh, like I'm down. Like it has me, you know, depressed. All the people that are saying that are the same people binging Netflix. Binging Netflix. What are you really doing every day? What are you getting up and what are you doing? Are you waking up and are you like, okay, I'm like I'm bored, bro. If I if it weren't for my job. And really, they're not getting paid off their job. They're getting paid off this unemployment benefit that they're getting from the government. Which is more the than government's, the job. Bro, at that time, yeah, for a lot of people, it is more. And so it's like, when you realize, you could you could be somebody who's at a company, laid off due to coronavirus, collecting unemployment, and that company goes under, under in coronavirus. So it's like, okay, now I gotta look for a new job. So it's like, hopefully, bro, we're like, and I don't hope that anybody loses their job or that anything adverse happens to anybody to add to, you know, the struggles of making it through their pathway to pursuit of happiness. But 
at the same time, like some people need that wake up wake call. Wake up, exactly. And this, yeah. this was really like, it was if this wasn't huge. it, dude. If this wasn't it, bro. <laughs> then you're, you're sleeping. Not, you're not gonna get it. Yeah, you're exactly, not gonna get yeah. it. Yeah. So it's time to set that alarm, bro. <sighs> but no, like for real, dude. It's, it's been a good wake up call for me. Um, I've always been a grinder ever since I moved out the first time. It kind of like all sparked for me. I'd say. Yeah. Um, just wanted to do a whole bunch of stuff. You know, I gave up the, the video game hours. Every right. once in a while, I'll still hop on yeah, 2K. Exactly. Um, but majority of my time is is crafting, man, and perfecting my own craft. I feel like, and I don't know if you feel like this too, but if I'm not doing what I like love to do or learning how to get better, I feel like I'm wasting time. And it like makes bro. me mad. <laughs> it makes me so, like it irritates me throughout yeah, the bro. whole day. Yes. If I'm playing, like let's say I go into like, let's just say two hours of 2K. Mm-hmm. After that, I just feel like, bummy dude like yeah you're like okay like okay i earned i earned 100 vc no that's so true though now like like it won't even matter in a year man and i'm hungry right now yeah yeah like what am i really doing that's how i feel so yeah you're right you're absolutely right like it can be used as in like a not that's just me though that's just yeah right like it it, you gotta wind up you gotta have your enjoyment you Mm -hmm. have to have something that entertains your brain while you're not you know because you can't be work work, work all the time but Yeah, I feel bro, like you can. There's maybe, a maybe there's, more than often. If you're Buffett, bro, if you're if you're Jobs, if you're somebody like that, if you're you know Wozniak or Elon, or, yeah, those are different people though. Like yeah. that's a that's a different level. Different and, breed. Yeah, like it's I don't know. That's not regular, but. Even for regular people, bro, like you gotta have that little time of leisure. That drive to, too, man. You gotta find yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. You have to have the drive, and you gotta mix it with the leisure to where your work life balance is is good enough to keep wanting to drive. Cause mm-hmm. that's the thing, bro. Some people do have hustle, but it's like their hustle gets outweighed by their grind. So it's like, excuse me, their hunger gets outweighed by their grind. So like they're hungry, right? Like yeah, I, I want to yeah. get here. I want to do this, this, and that. And it's like they put in a few hours of work. And now it's like okay, like I've, I've grinded. Where's the results? Yeah, and then they get complacent, and then they lose. Right, like it's a marathon. Trust bro. in it, you know what right. I mean? Right, exactly. Like I think just being honest with yourself is just huge, man. Just keeping it real with yourself on how it really is and where you really want to go. Because you can t- you can talk all this stuff up. Yeah. Like yeah, I really want to do all this, and then like you really have to just do it though. It's 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 obviously everyone knows that. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that are gonna learn it later. There's a lot of people that learn it early. If it's you look at the true. early yeah. successful twenty year olds, mm-hmm. millionaire twenty whatever, they learned it. They true. learned it early, and so. I think a lot of people learn it early from sports and stuff like that, but even still, like it doesn't really hit home until, like you said, like until you get out on your own, you move That's out. That's literally what something. did it for me, man. Bro, yeah. <clears throat> I yeah. remember it was a day off of work. It was a rainy day here, so it was obviously the vibes were good. I was bumping some music, and I was just thinking, I'm like, you know, because that was kind of like the times where I was taking photos on my iPhone. Yeah. And I had this drone, and I hadn't used it for like almost a year, man. Now I'm like, what, what am I doing with this drone that I don't even use? Right. And literally I lived on a golf, like near the golf course. Uh, I just hopped out and I just wanted to fly it again. And then all of a sudden it was like this huge spark. I was like, whoa, this is cool. Yeah. Like, I, well, it's crazy, man. And then ever since then it sparked everything. And then I was drive to get the cameras and start taking more photos and it changed everything for me, man. I started yeah, asking people if they wanted to do photo, like free photo shoots. And that's passion. Like yeah. it sounds like you found passion, bro. And that's a blessing because a lot of people don't. Like a lot of people are like, oh, like, like this sounds cool. I'll try to build a career behind this. And it's like, 
passion isn't there. So once they get bored, like I said, and you know, they put in that work and there's no result, they're like, eh. Because I mean, I was doing social media for Moon Valley Nurseries at the time okay. when we are talking about this, when I had the drone. And so I was really just kind of happy working, which is, it was good. Obviously, yeah. I already found the passion for like social media marketing and stuff, but not like, you know, the, the videography and the photography, like, you know, to a, like a, like a, a smaller amount, right? And right. kind of pushing everything that you're seeing around here. Um, and so I would just kind of come home. I was obviously going to school at the time, so I thought school and work was the big things, and that was right. it. That's what you got to do, and once you come me. home, you relax. And that's, that's what, what you're I taught. Did. That's what you're taught is yeah, you go home, exactly. you, put in, you put in the hours at school, or you put in the hours at work, and at home, you come home, and you watch social, or, you know, reality TV, and you watch with Jay Wow and Snooki and like. Bro, if you're giving eight hours to your job, you gotta come home and give four hours to I yourself. I do that, bro. Have to, bro. Yes, yes, I do that, man. And there's yeah. obviously days where it's tough. Right. You but don't I would want say to. more days than not. Dude, on my days off, I wake up at 6.30. I'm probably on the computer getting ready at like 7, 8. Yeah. Um, and dude, basically till like, I go to bed, man. I'm just working on you, stuff, You gotta dude. do it, bro, because That's once, just crazy to think about. You're gonna see it, bro. You're gonna see it completely surpassed waking up and going to work and it's going to be like I don't even have time to go to work like it's like when I go to work I want to be doing the stuff that I'm doing and so I'm well obviously because then I'm and then I'm brainstorming and I'm just trying to find ways yeah to get out yes exactly bro exactly like it's not meant to be and I feel like that's why they call it a rat race like it's not meant to be something that you're in forever because if you're stuck in it forever you're a rat dude that's so true if you can get out it's sad seeing people that are like possibly could be like my dad working at the job 50, I do. 60 bro forever and it's like I can't do it dude I think about it and like congratulations like you were able to put in that hard work for that long like really congratulations because I couldn't put in 30 years at a company that didn't care about me bro like no, I'm gonna put it into myself I know I love yeah. that about you though like you're super motivated with that yeah and like you know at some point kind of just like me just just sparked bro it definitely sparked for me once I once I and I feel like I was always self driven but it was more so through sports and so it was like it wasn't translating you're a beast man (laughs) ever since like elementary man you're like the the kickball king (laughs) had that leg on you kicking things all the way to the bathroom bro to the bathroom you know you see me no only the only like the OGs OGs, will know that the OGs like like Noah Kirkendall bro like Frankie Russo like the people like Boone Dallas like the people that we used to actually play with yeah for sure for sure my little youngin was trying to be on your team yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man, for sure. But yeah, no, sports is what really like it is what was driving me. And then once sports was like, okay, and I, I was always somebody who was taught by my mom, like sports is not forever. Like, there's always going to be something outside of sports that you have to be able to do. But um, sports is kind of like what showed me once I started reflecting on my past that you know you got to keep the drive moving towards something in whatever you do. Yeah. So like, obviously. From the get-go, the young days, you were always, like, gifted in sports. Um, so, you know, obviously going to high school, I know you were a varsity athlete and stuff. Yeah. Where did that kind of begin for you and that vision for you in high school? Like, I guess freshman year. It's so funny, man, that you asked me that because there really was no vision. Like, that, and I think that's why I was good at sports was because, like, it, I was just playing. Like, it was just something that I like to do. It was something that, you know, I could express myself through. It was something that I could, you know, meet new friends through or grow through. So 
really, bro. Like there, there was no, there was no vision for me, and that's this weirdest to like hear that. No, me, me too. But yeah, like when you're young, you don't, you don't know. You like, just play. Yeah, you're just like, oh, like my mom signed me up, and like I'm, I'm in it. Like, like true. So, from a super young age, I started at probably like six, I think six, six or seven, and I started playing basketball. That was like my first sport. Um, you know, I begged my mom to put me in it. She put me in, and since then, bro, since. From eight, seven, eight until 22, 23. There was not a time in that span that I did not play sport. Yeah. And it wasn't It wasn't like my mom, like, oh, no, you know, you got to sign up for basketball and make sure you sign up for football. Like, mom, did, did, am I on the team? Am I on the roster for such? Like, did you sign me up? She's like, it was me. So really it just came from, like, the passion and the fun that I was having with it. Um, Elementary school, you know, I was playing a bunch of different sports. Middle school is when I really started to key in on one sport, which is track and field. Um, and I was really good at football throughout, you know, my younger ages, like elementary school. And then I kind of like faded away because I found track in middle school. Um, and once I got into track, it was, it showed me like there's, there's levels, bro. Like football, you know, usually when you're, when you're young like that, it's, it's interstate, like you're playing against people in your state mm-hmm. and trust excuse me, interstate. So you're playing with people in your state, within your region, like within your city, whatever. Once you get to track though, like you're running against people in your city, but there's the opportunity to travel. There's the bigger meets, like when you get to regionals and nationals that, you know, you're going against not people in your state, but people from your region. So yeah. for us, that's New Mexico, Colorado, um, you know, and all of the surrounding states, Texas, whatever. Um, and then once you get to the nationals, bro, like there's no, it's just the whole US. Yeah. And so track in middle school really like showed me that- Did there, you go to Mountain Sky? I did. Okay. Yeah, I went to middle school um, at Mountain Sky and I ran on the track team there and it like it was what it was, but my focus was like club track. Oh, you did club track? I did club track. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, bro. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> and a lot of people don't understand like, even at that young age, like there is the opportunity for you know, those competitive, you know, little athletes to get into that path. Yeah. You can go to play basketball at Mountain Sky. You can go to play ma- basketball at Thunder Root, blah, 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 or, you know, lookout. But if you're mm-hmm. not in your, like, your your group setting, like your team outside of the school setting, it usually is based off of either politics or they don't have the right, like, programs for growth that you're looking, to, you know, to get to get to the next level and be a high school star yeah. or be a middle school star or whatever you're trying to do. <clears throat> so once I got into track, it really showed me that there was levels and that, you know, it takes more work than going to school and like doing the school practice. Um, but it didn't so show- So were you doing me- both? Yeah, at one point I was doing eighth grade track and, you know, club track. Wow. Yeah. But it really wasn't that much because with eighth grade track and field at school, it was like, I told them, I was like, hey, like I'm doing club. I'll show up like, to the meets. That's my priority. Like I'll yeah. show up to the meets, I'll show up to practice when I can, but I'm getting practice in like a way different really level cool of practice. Yeah, because I was, okay. dude, I was literally doing more, excuse me, okay. more, more of, you know, what they were even trying to offer me to do uh, or what offered to me. Try this one. Yeah, I'll try this one. No. Another one? There we go, okay. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Um, yeah, so I was like, I'm literally going to do more than you guys are even gonna have me do. So like, they weren't mad about it, they, they understood. Because like I said, like it's a whole different game. Like, it's a whole different ball game, it's levels. So that eighth grade and seventh grade track and field is what like really showed me like, 
you know, this could lead to something. Like at that point, my dream. So you already kind of had the vision. Well, that's where I developed it. Was okay. my dream was to become an Olympic athlete, and that at that period of time in my life, I wanted to go to the Olympics and I wanted to hurdle. Yeah. That was it. Okay. And that was my big thing in track, college track, or not college, but you know, um, club track was that I was able to hurdle really well. I was the best in the state, best in the region, third in the nation. So you know, I was killing it, and I was like, man, this is cool. Wait, at, wait, middle school? Yeah. You were third in the region. In the nation, yeah. In middle school. In eighth grade, I finished third at nationals for that for that age group, um, and it was actually in Kansas that year. And you're doing this in middle school. Yeah. So you traveled in middle school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like wow. I said, like there's an opportunity what? to travel. You have that those regional and national meets where you're going, and, and even just regular invitationals. Like you go to different states and stuff. So it was cool. Like I got to see a whole different side of sports. Yeah, like, man. Like it's deeper. Oh like it, it really is deeper. And so. I got to experience that in track, and I didn't experience that in any other sport. And so I think when I got to, to high school, my freshman year, I wasn't gonna play football. Like, I was like, you know, like, I just wanna do track. Like, track has been cool. Like, I, like this is it. Like, mm-hmm. this is it for me. I'm going to the Olympics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I got to high school, and my, like, the high school coaches, like, the freshman coaches were, like, begging me to sign up for the football team. The Dude, other I would have been too, man. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, man, like, come sign up. Like, are you, did you sign up for the team? Like, are you going to play this year? But, and I was like, nah, like, I, I don't really want to play. Like, I just want to do my thing with track, blah, blah, blah. And I think, I think I drove by a practice where they were doing, like, they were padded up and doing whatever. And I was like, like, mom, like, I want to play. Like, I want to play football. And so I was able to you know, still go to that coach because they wanted me to play so bad and like signups were over. And I was like, hey, like, like if you guys will have me, like I, I want to sign up and I want to play. And so from then on, bro, like that was, that was like the real like revamp. I guarantee you they said, they didn't say no. Yeah, they were like, okay, like, yeah, like, let's, let's get it done. <laughs> Anybody like, else though? No, nah, it's too late, man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe not at the freshman level, at the freshman level, I don't think so. But yeah, like it, they were excited to have me and I was like, you know what, like I will take a chance on this. And throughout my sophomore year, uh, or freshman year, you know, I played a bunch of different positions. I had some success. And then sophomore year, I started on varsity, like first game um, as a wide receiver. And I had never played wide receiver. Was that with Jake? Um, that was with Jake and Carter Hoffman. That's not, that's not my... Yeah, yeah so Carter, Carter was cool, bro. He was <laughs> he was also the quarterback there, but Jake ended up, like, shining, and they used him as a starter throughout the season. Jake was same or older? He was a year older. Than okay, us. so yeah. he was a junior? Right, okay. while we were sophomores. So, I, um, you know, sophomore year, I stepped up, and we had Kanai on that team. Like, we had a bunch of the people that had won that 2010 state championship. Okay. Um, so oh, I was still on okay. that team. Okay. Yeah, before I got there, because I got there 2011. Oh. So we still had some good players. Um, and Kanai, who actually, you know, ended up going to Oregon and playing as a running back. So that, he, okay. He was like a blessing for me because he, he showed me that, like, in some areas, like, you know, you got to get your film right. Like, you got to do this, this, and that. Like, Study this is what they're looking for. Yeah study your film get some film out there for coaches to look at like Mm -hmm. he kind of showed me like recruiting was a thing but even still like i didn't see the full picture bro because you can understand that there's levels to the sports itself but recruiting is a whole different game okay recruiting is about can't literally bro it's marketing yourself in a sense bro it's about yeah yeah, putting yourself in front of these coaches showing them what they want to see getting your film right going to their camps you know and and i didn't i did i had no idea about any of that so Sophomore year, I had a decent year, whatever, you know, Kai and I went to Oregon um, in junior year. 
uh, came out, and that was really like the year that like things changed. Like I was like miles ahead of like other receivers on our team, and like that's not to be cocky or anything, but like I was getting like, yeah, I was getting like a bunch of attention. Like that was my second year playing wide receiver, and I was doing really well. Yeah. Um, and so at the end of that season, I had like a bunch of college coaches coming to me, like vis- literally visiting me at school, pulling me out of class, like, hey. Really? Like, yeah, bro, every day. Like yeah. every day for probably like the second half of that semester after. Do you remember the first time you got pulled out of class? First time, I think <laughs> I was in social studies class and the Oregon coach came up and it was, I was getting recruited by um, like the University of Oregon, like the Ducks and Kanai was there. He wasn't there, but he was like at that he team. He showed up? No, no, he wasn't there at the at the meeting. He was on the team at that time. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was getting some love from them. Um, they came, they pulled me out of class, and the coach, you know, I'll never forget, he had some Nike foam posits on, and they were pretty cool because they were, like, Oregon customized, like, they had the Oregon colors, and it looked like, no, almost like the gasoline tint. Like, if you look at it in a certain light, it's okay. a different color. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he pulled me out, and he was like, yeah, like, you know, we, we like your film. You know, we're interested. We want you to come to a camp. We want to stay in communication, blah, blah, blah. And I had that happen so many times. Like, it was it was cool. Like, I was young and I didn't really understand that. This is junior year. Yeah, this is my junior year. And I, it, like that doesn't sound very young because for a lot of athletes, like they have like, and I came from a one parent household. Like it was just me and my mom. So a lot of those athletes, like they'll have two parents. And, like they have the dad that understands. Like, oh, bro, you got college yeah. coaches. Like, yeah. like all right, bet. Like we're gonna get you on a weight plan. Like we're gonna do all the blah blah blah. Like all this stuff. And there were so many variables that I was missing. Mm-hmm because I didn't understand the depth like I did in track like I understood in track you know it's bigger like it's deeper yeah but when it came to basketball when it came to football like I didn't have the understanding and I feel like I was maybe too young to put two and two together that like the same grind that you put into one endeavor if you put that into the next like it's gonna it's still gonna propel you forward like no matter what it is it might look a little bit different but the same grind has to be there and so I wasn't really aware of that and so like there was there would be times where bro like I would like go home after school and like I would go to practice like I would do my thing and then I would just go out, go home after school and just sit there. And it's like dude, I could have been using that time to like continue studying film or continue but dude, working on myself yeah. and my body blah blah blah. And like at the end of the day like that's not really what stopped me from going and we'll get into that a little bit later, you know, to college and and to the next level yep. or whatever, but if had I been, you know, aware of that and really been doing that since day one of my junior year or the day that I got a recruiting letter because I remember my first piece of mail came from Michigan State and I was like oh like that's pretty cool like like these colleges sent me like this mail or whatever but it was literally just a little basic letter like hey like Adam blah 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 like we're interested in you and I was like okay like that's awesome and then you know as the season kept going on and I kept having success I kept getting more mail from more schools and like it became more personalized and like hey like these people are actually sending this mail directly to me and like they yeah. want me to come to the camp and like whatever that's crazy so and it was cool bro it was such an awesome experience but you know going through all of that without you know having the understanding of laying the, the foundation it was kind of like maybe like the extra guidance right bro and there were there were dude i had like recruiters coming up to me like hey man like pay us for this service and you know we'll make sure that your film is out and that you have a pretty pretty much like a portfolio like ready for when these people come up to you and they're evaluating you and they want to see what do you have to offer boom it's ready and you know unfortunately we didn't have the resources to afford that so we were just kind of doing it on our own and was any was any part of this obviously at the start of junior when you got coach coming in yeah was it like intimidating for you at this young age 
No, because and, and I think it would have been had I had I been aware of like okay like oh recruiting is starting like this is this is what I've been like looking for because mm-hmm. I had the intention to go to college with playing sports, but it was never a reality until my junior year. Yeah, where like I had I had put in the the work and I got like good results out of the season and people noticed it and picked up on it. So once they started picking up on it for me, it was just like oh like okay like I'm getting hit up like okay cool and then it really just came on like as like a rush, bro. Like I got my offer from Washington. And then, um, coach like coaches just from everywhere, not even just the Pac-12, like Vanderbilt from um, like the Big Ten, I believe they're in, or the SEC. Um, they were hitting me up like, bro, just everywhere from like all over the the nation. And so for me, it was just like, oh, like I got an email today. That's like, move crazy, on. Like, dude. Do, yeah, go do your next day of practice, like whatever. Yeah. And then once colleges start to show up, that's when I was like, okay, like this is, this is for a real. little bit deeper. Yeah, like like I had colleges coming. I had Utah, the University of Utah, come out and watch a practice, and it was just like a walkthrough. Like we were just running, like practicing plays or whatever. That's crazy. But um, yeah, like I had them watch a practice, and I was like, okay, like like this is next level. Like I really do have the opportunity to go to college with this, and that's when it started to get into my mind at, at the end of my junior year that okay, like you could do something with this. Like yeah, yeah. But at that point, bro. It's too late. So were you the only person on the team at the time that was kind of getting that much attraction? Yeah. Um, Did a lot of older guys or teammates kind of like look at you like, oh, this dude's just a big stud? So I think maybe my – honestly, no. The only time I had that happen <laughs> was in track my freshman year. So I had this kid, um, and I won't name names, but he was a hurdler. And I walked in, and this is when I was coming off of eighth grade, like third in the nation yeah. for hurdles, like whatever. And they didn't really understand that there were, like I said, there's levels, bro. Like there's the there's the club track, and then there's school track. Mm-hmm. And once you get to high school, that's when school track is like, okay, this is important, and it takes off. But up until you know eighth grade, when you're in that club track, it's that's that's really the avenue you want to be in. So I moved, I transitioned over to, to high school, mm-hmm. and I was walking in, and I was like, yeah, like I'm gonna be a hurdler, blah blah blah. Like these these are my goals for the season. And my goal was like a faster time than than the top hurdler there. And he's like, okay, like, yeah, like we'll see. Bro, first race of the season, like I blew him out the water. And he was like, really? oh, like, okay. Like, yeah, like I get That's it That's crazy. Yeah. Like, and this is, was he like a senior, junior? He was a junior, bro, my freshman year. But he was like the top guy? Yeah, he was our there. best hurdler at Thunderbird. And so he's like, yeah, he didn't understand the vision, bro. Bro, like, I mean, <laughs> could you imagine being a junior and some freshman comes in saying, hey, I'm going to take your spot? Right, yeah, yeah. And I, it, yeah, like, Because no why freshman, I, I don't really think, does that, man. They don't do it, bro. And it's very few and far between. And when they do, yeah. it's like, okay, like they're meant to go somewhere different. And so that's true. So I, that's the only time I ever really experienced it with football. It was always like a great, like positive and supportive environment. Like I had like the older kids like relying on me, like looking at me as like a leader, like, hey, like, bro, we need you to pull through, like get this next touchdown for you to put us up or to tie us, whatever. Like where the ball is going to you, like we're looking at you. So it's like <laughs> that was cool for me. Like, I it, never it, saw you play, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was there was a lot mm-hmm. of people, bro, that. Because Thunderbird wasn't, like, the home of football in Arizona. Like, we would have our little student section. We'd have this, the parents come out and watch, and that was it. Cheerleaders, people on Probably sidelines. Probably, like, the worst that's school. <laughs> or, I wouldn't say the worst. It wasn't school. the worst, but, yeah, it's not yeah. It's not a football school. It's just mm-hmm. not. It's not really anything school. I'd say maybe track. It's an academic school, bro. Yeah? You got a lot of smart people that come out of there, and they go on to do great things. Interesting. Sports, not so much. Yeah, um, I agree. But. Coaches? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. 
So, like, obviously you had a great junior year. This would have been, I think, my freshman year coming into high school. So I was just a young in. Yeah. And trust me, I had none of this vision that you had, not even <laughs> just for sports, but for anything, man. You were yeah. already on another level. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. So, but you were killing it. You were killing it junior year, man. And yeah. uh, was that, like, a fun time of high school for you? That was my, like, honestly, one of the funniest years of my life, bro. Yeah? Yeah, and it was. it's funny because, like, I, I reflect on that time and like outside of sports there wasn't really a lot of like great things going on for me other than you know like I had my mom like and she was great like leading me through life and she did an awesome job um, but like it's not like I was you know I wasn't going to the parties and I wasn't involved like it was dude it was just all sports yeah. and not to like a like a bad you know extent or anything like that but really that that was all I had to focus just focus on. yeah so it was awesome bro because it was like you're putting your your, you know, your time and effort into something and you're seeing results back from it and so that was like the first time really other than track that I'd really seen that come you know to fruition for me like the fruits of your labor yeah. turned into fruit yeah um, so it was pretty cool um, and like I was saying like my junior year you know I had people that were supportive of me and you know cool and I was getting that attention and then, you know, my senior year is kind of like when things started to change a little bit. So I want to transition um, because uh, I'm sure a lot of people remember this, yeah, yeah. the decision. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, your transition from Thunderbird to Pinnacle, Yeah. I remember a lot of people were, were bummed. Um, but obviously, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. What kind of sparked that decision for you? Yeah, man. And it was tough, bro. This was the toughest part for me was that. I was getting like blamed for like people were literally like oh like I he's remember, quarterback dude. shopping and like he's because what I ended up happening that. bro was there was one there was one area that I could move into and we moved because my mom needed to be closer to her job like we were living in I think we were in like North Phoenix around Scottsdale or whatever and she needed to be closer to like Happy Valley Peoria type so that's why we moved and a lot of people didn't really understand that like nobody ever came to me and asked like what like why did you move like what happened it was all just oh like you just left to go play football bro then that's what i'm trying to say is like i wasn't at that level to where i was making those decisions like oh like there's a better quarterback over there like i'm gonna go like tell my mom to move like it wasn't like that bro at all like we weren't in it we weren't even necessarily in a position to like for me to be like hey mom like i want to live in this this city and like she's like okay let's just get up and move like we were where where it was working for us like we were doing what was going to get us to where we needed to go. And so she she moved to close to Pinnacle um, and, like, really close to her job. That was where we were trying to aim. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we moved, bro, like, Thunderbird didn't offer me, like, a variance or anything. Like, I didn't have a car. Like, there was, n- there was really no possibility, excuse me, possibility for me to get from where we lived to Thunderbird and back every day. There just wasn't. So I ended up switching, and I had the – I didn't really have the choice – but those well, two yeah. schools is I could have went to Horizon or I could have went to Pinnacle. And I was like, I mean, for one, I would have needed a car to go to Horizon or I would have had to have caught like a city bus. And I was mm-hmm. like, mm, I don't have a car. Yeah, like, I'm not trying to ride the bus. Yeah, like, I'm just trying to go to school and yeah. just do what I do. And so Pinnacle it was. And, bro, by the grace of God, like, there was a, an amazing quarterback who actually now plays for the Patriots. Who? Brian Lorgie. He got drafted by the Patriots. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Was he yeah. throwing to you? Yeah, he was he was the one that was throwing the ball to me. Um, they didn't throw the ball to me very often, which it was crazy. But what you mean? Yeah, I'll, I'll explain it. But okay. so we moved. I you know ended up at Pinnacle. Um, How was that for you? 
Like, bro. Was this whole, like, okay, because I know you got a lot of backlash from, I'm guessing, just Thunderbird people? Yeah. I had a bunch of people on Thunderbird, like, just just being, like, as negative as possible. Dude, and I, like, I and was it was the same people, bro, that were, like, as positive as possible as they possibly could there. be while I was there. As soon as the, the switch flipped, negative as without they could even be. knowing. Like, yeah, they don't even know my situation. They don't. These are the people that were supporting me without even really knowing me. So it's like, yeah, like I see your support and like, thank you, but like, that's like, shady, I don't even know you, bro. Like, and then so once I move, it's like, like you just should, really shouldn't have anything to say. Like, don't go spread like rumors and stuff. And this was a big thing that like made the biggest impact in my recruiting when I moved and when I transitioned and when all that happened was, I came to. We, we, you know, we decided we were gonna move and we moved, we signed the lease for the new house, whatever, new apartment or whatever. And I was still a part of Thunderbird's program because nothing had been finalized. Mm -hmm. So I went back to like a, a spring game, spring ball game. It's like seven on seven, yep, two in touch, whatever. Yep, I did that. And you know, we had to break the news to coach or whatever. And he was, he was upset, bro. What? Yes, okay. bro, so upset, so upset. Like screaming, like mad, bro, mad. And it was, and I was like, I mean, like if it's like I understand like you're upset but like I would like to play with my teammates for the last time if I possibly could like in the seven on seven game and he was like nah like you gotta go and like I, I get that like I'm not on that team anymore like you gotta go I get it but at the same time like Dang. he went so much farther than that bro like he was literally bro like like there was coaches recruiting me and like sending me mail to, to send me correspondence to be in contact with him right and so he was receiving that mail and throwing it away like receiving it on my behalf because they didn't know that I, it was in the middle of summer, like I didn't have anything to like shoot out a mass communication, like, hey, like this is where I'm at now. I hit up a reporter and he put an article out that, yay, like I switched, blah, 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 whatever. But that wasn't enough. So, oh, bro, and this is what was so weird to me is I had so, I had so much mail, brother, like I couldn't even control it. Like I couldn't open it all in one day. But once I went to Pinnacle, like this, the, like the day after that switch happened, no more mail coming to me and so i was like okay like yeah obviously still going to thunderbird like i just need to go pick it up and you know do my part until like august sent to pinnacle never bro like never did i receive any more mail and it what it was bro was i and i heard this from not even coaches at universities like players like the players that were on the team that you know the coaches put in charge said hey like we have this recruit like he might show up and i want you to be in contact with him until he shows up and then once he shows up show him around the camp whatever and they're like oh yeah like we, we've heard that like you've had bad grades and blah, blah 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 and it was like bro if you look at my high school transcripts and like i don't know if it's public record or whatever but i did not have bad grades so you always you always are pretty smart i never had bad grades when I graduated college, I graduated like top of my class, bro, like summa cum laude, summa cum laude, whatever people want to say, 3.85. Like I would have been a blessing to any football team's roster academic-wise because there's so many people that have so much talent, they can't even can't pull a 2.0 out or mm -hmm. 2.9 out, bro. Like I had a 3.8. So it was like that, that right there shows you that, that was a lie. There was no problem with my grades. Um, and then like, and I heard like other rumors like, oh, like you're not a team player and you're like this, just just pretty much a bunch of negative stuff that once I got from Thunderbird to Pinnacle, it was like I was fighting adversity. Mm -hmm. And then once I got to Pinnacle and the season started, like they really weren't giving me the ball. I went from a place at Thunderbird where I was getting the ball. Like it was very possible for me to see 10 to 12 catches a game or at least targets to where I have an opportunity mm -hmm. to make something out of it. I went to Pinnacle Bros, three to four catches 
if, if that, like on a great game. Were you three getting to four. along with everyone though? Yeah, like there, and it was weird, bro, because like I was, like everybody was cool. The coaches like loved me. Um, I just wasn't getting the ball, and so and I didn't complain. Like I wasn't the, the player that was going to be on the sideline. Oh, coach, you got to throw me the ball. Like we're down such and such, and I'm wide open every time we run this play. And this guy can't guard. Like it was never that. And honestly, I low key wish I would have been like that because I promise you I'd be in a different spot. But like that's neither here or there. Like mm-hmm. that's in the past. So. I got there, bro, and I still had, if you look at my, if you really compare the stats, at Thunderbird, I had like 1,200 yards off 65 catches. I think I was averaging like, I don't, I don't remember what I was averaging. At Pinnacle, though, I had like almost 900 yards. I think it was like eight, mid eights or high eights off of 35 catches, bro. That's it? <laughs> yeah, 30, so it was like, I was averaging over 20 yards a catch. Like, if you they look at the feeding film, you. Yeah, they weren't really feeding me, so I didn't have a bunch of like enticing film to send out to coach. Like all my plays were screens, long balls, and comebacks. That was it. Yeah. And so it was like, yeah, like these people understand. Like a lot of the people that they're recruiting can go get the long ball. They can go up high to get the ball. They can run a comeback. Like, but they want to see the over the middle routes. They want to see your tech. Like they want to see that you're a route technician. They want to see that you're adverse and that you're you know you can do more things than just receiving. Which when you I was are, at, dude. Right. When That's- I was at Thunderbird, I played quarterback for our, I think it was our second game because Jake got hurt my junior year. I played quarterback and it got us our first win of the season. Yeah, I played what? quarterback. I, yeah, I threw a touchdown, bro, like to Kit, to um, Caleb. You remember Hofer? Caleb? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like I got what? him his first touchdown. At the, well, I didn't get him. Like he, he got got open on the route and he was open and I hit him. And it was cool because like that was his first touchdown and that was my first passing touchdown. Dang. So it was, it was cool, bro. It was lit. Yeah. But yeah, like I started to hear just a bunch of like negative talk from players and coaches once I made that transition. Dude. And it came from literally just me making the move. Like somebody, like a 50, 60, whatever year old man, he was just salty that like somebody moved off his team. Well, so, cause he was probably getting a lot of attention too, which is, you know. Which is like, I get that bro, but like when you're a high school coach. You can't, no, you're man, not, that's not what you sign up for. It's not, you sign up to coach the, the team. Help and these if you have a man. great player, yeah, then. It should be more meaningful than that when you have a guy like yourself that comes on and just like all of a sudden becomes a star of the the high school team. Yeah, and it was and like man, it was it was awesome, bro. It was a great experience because it taught me like, and I was I've always been humble, but like that was really like that's I didn't know. Yeah, see, this is all me. This is all new for me, man. I didn't know about yeah. any of this. I just knew that the move happened. That was it. That's all anybody knows. Is that oh, like he just transferred from Thunderbird to Pinnacle? So would you say a lot of people from Thunderbird stopped talking to you after that? I didn't talk to a lot of people at Thunderbird anyways. Really? Yeah. Like, that was the thing at Thunderbird is a lot of people knew who I was because mm-hmm. of sports. And, like, oh, like, AT, he's good at sports. So, like, yeah, he can sit at the cool table. Like, I didn't have, like, actual in-depth, like, real friendships. Really? I had probably, like, three three people, bro, throughout that whole Thunderbird experience mm-hmm. that were really true friends. And, like, I had a bunch of acquaintances, like, and people, like, obviously, you're going to have people that look up to you. Yeah, whatever, yeah. Because, you know, you're you're getting recruited, whatever. But, yeah, Thunderbird was, it was awesome for sports, and there were some cool people, but it was a weird, 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 weird life experience, bro. Yeah. It was weird, yeah. But why? It was really shallow. Well, is that, okay, so is that why? Do you feel like you couldn't just make more friends with people like that? Do you just know? I just don't have the, like, the desire to make friends with people who only want to hang out with you because you're good they see you, yeah they see you getting outs on the announcements in the morning because you scored a touchdown yesterday like you're gonna talk to me because I scored a touchdown so like, did you get people in high school um for those of you that don't know we were a two age we're like a two year difference yeah so yeah. you're 
my only year with you there was junior my freshman year that was right. it right? right and i don't even think we talked that much i think we just said like maybe like hi or whatever yeah um did you have a lot of people that just came up to you dabbed you up maybe said what's up but and you didn't even really know who they were really on a daily <laughs> basis bro like it almost felt like being a celebrity and i won't like it wasn't obviously to that extent because right. thunderbird is only so big and there's right. so many people but like everybody knows you and everybody is like oh like hey what's up Adam? Like, blah, blah, blah. and it was it was cool like it really was and it was okay. awesome but yeah. i realized like very early bro that it was extremely shallow and that if i had no no success in sports none of those people would have said anything to me yeah so it's like when i went to thunder or when i went to pinnacle from thunderbird it was almost i wouldn't say that people were so much like better but there were more of those genuine people yeah, like that actually dude I could have never played football I could have never touched a sport in my life and they'd have been like oh what's up like what'd you eat for lunch today like what's yeah. your favorite like dude there was it was just better and and even from a football standpoint like even though I didn't necessarily get as many opportunities to prove myself yeah the whole environment like Pinnacle is a football school mm-hmm. like the stands would be packed bro mm-hmm. lit at, was at away games yeah like the littest that you've ever seen in your life yeah, it was totally a different experience, bro. Totally different. It felt like playing high school football in Texas. Like yeah. it was lit, bro. It was so cool. Like it, I, I really can't explain it. Like you just got to score a touchdown with the stands full, bro. Like I can imagine. You, yeah, it was lit. It was awesome. But right. um, so yeah, once I went there, um, you know, I had like limited opportunities, and I I made the most out of it because like I still was productive for my for my opportunities, but it wasn't the same as Thunderbird, and so. A lot of coaches took that as, okay, like, we already have, like, this lingering, you know, you're not good in class, you're not a team player, blah, blah, blah. Matched just with, reading the surface. Right, reading the surface matched with, and that's, bro, that's all recruits. Like, that's not just me. Yeah. You look at these people that are getting recruited, and it's like, bro, it's a lot of stress and pressure on a lot of young kids, mm-hmm. especially at that age. If you don't have a parent that, that did go through that or has an idea of it to help you navigate through it, it can tear you down. Like, it definitely can because... Like, and I'll just use myself as an example, bro. Like, I was on top of the world one year. And then at the end of, like, the next year, I was the same level as everybody else. And for me, it didn't kill me because I kept myself at the same level. Like, I understood, bro. Like, yeah, I'm good at sports, but, like, I'm just like everybody else. Like, I was still humble throughout it all. So it really didn't – it didn't take the win out of my sails, luckily. And, you know, once once football happened at, the, at Pinnacle, it was awesome. It was whatever. But – I went into track that year and track is, you know, football's in the fall, track is in the spring. Mm-hmm. So I had I took basketball season off and I didn't want to play basketball. I lifted and then I went out and ran track. And that's where my mom really like saved me, bro, because I didn't want to do track. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, bro, like football didn't work out, like that's it, like I'm I'm done. Before you go into that real quick, um during your junior year, yeah, and maybe like little bit before you transfer was there a point in time where you said i want to play football in college oh bro over track bro my so at the at the end of my sophomore year one because i was scared to go to varsity when i was a sophomore like i played my freshman i killed it sophomore they were like all right like we're just gonna put you up to varsity and i was like i weigh like 140 pounds like what do you mean like if i take one hit i'm broke like I, i can't do it and so i was scared and i didn't really gain weight but I started to play at that level and I realized like it's no different. Yeah. Like the skill is, is the skill still has to be there. And if you have the skill, high school is not a place where size will outweigh your skill. College, 
It, it could happen in the pros. Mm. It could happen. But, like, and it really doesn't happen in the pros because your skill is so high at that point. Yeah. Like, just, you can be small, bro. Yeah. If you're cold, you're cold. Yeah. And so it ended up working out. But, um, yeah, really after that sophomore year, like, once I had some success and Kanai was really, like, helping me, like, hey, bro, like, I'll help you with your film. Like, okay, this is what I put together. Like, you know, send me your login. Like, I'll help you with this, 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 and that, whatever. It's crazy. Yeah, and I'm really glad and grateful that he was, was there to help me through that because... If it weren't for him, we'd like I really wouldn't even have known like the pathway to get from high school to college. So that sophomore year is when I started to realize like this could become something. Yeah. Junior year, I just kept my head down and, and really just did what I needed to do. Um, I was being looked at as like the the leading receiver, or whatever. After all the other receivers left, so I was like, okay, like I'm gonna assume my position, like I'm gonna lead the team, and I was able to. So that that year, that junior year, like once I really started getting recruited and stuff, was when I was like, okay, like this could be a college move. Well, dang, that's um, that's crazy, man. Yeah, football was almost outweighing track. So um, it definitely was, bro. At that yeah. point, once I got through that sophomore year and into my junior, and I was like ready to just put football at the forefront. Like that's really all I was concerned with. I didn't want to do basketball. I didn't want to do track. It, I actually stopped doing so I played on varsity my sophomore year on um, for the basketball team as well that's what I thought yeah yeah was it just one year it was one year because okay. my junior year I was like bro like like I love this, football so yeah. much I don't want to do anything else so football took you know the front stage and then after my junior year once I moved it just kind of like fizzled out mm -hmm. yeah but um yeah so that, that that's why I was saying like my mom really saved me after that that year at that pinnacle when I when I played and you know Things were things were downhill before I even played at Pinnacle. Like the first game, I was already at a disadvantage due to what was going All around about me. Yeah, like damn, that's a lot so, of adversity for. A yeah, it, it, bro, and I didn't realize it at the time. That's the good thing is like, thank God I was like so young and naive and was just like, like I'm sure to play. Yeah. It really wasn't that deep for me. Like I wanted okay. to go to college, but I was able to make it through just just off of ignorance is bliss, which. I'm kind of upset that I was ignorant, but at the same time, like, luckily I was I was during that point because it got me through. Um, but my mom saved me because she was like, you know, football might not have worked out. And, and at that time, it was too early to rule it out because I still had some time in my year. Mm -hmm. But she was like, hey, like, you're still great at track. Like, don't forget, like, you were third in the nation in the hurdles in your eighth grade year. Like, and you haven't really stopped. Like, I, I did track every single year. Right. I did not do it, not do track in high school. So she was like, "Like man, just get back out there and you know do what you need to do in track and see if you can get something off that." Because I was still getting recruited for track my junior year. Okay. At Thunderbird, um, and so I went out. I did track, kind of reluctantly. I didn't really want to do it. Really. But at the end of that year, I had an offer. How were you compared to most of the talent there on the track team? <laughs> Still top? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Pinnacle didn't really have that many athletes. Yeah. Um, track wise. Okay. Yeah. A few years after me, they had some great athletes on the track team. Um, but my year it was wasn't really anything. So but even just like statewide, like I, I came up with like Paul Lucas. I don't know if you ever met Paul or if you ever knew who that is. He was a real big track and football guy. Okay. Um, Paul, I came up with Isaiah Oliver, who actually plays for the Falcons now. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. Like so, so that was like the people that I was competing with in track at that time. Um, and yeah, so I did track my senior year. I how came was, out with a scholarship. Okay. How was like uh, like state and all that? State, I actually, I don't think I competed because oh, 
my my back was actually injured during the state meet my senior year so what? i didn't i didn't make it too far in state my junior i think my junior year in state is when i was like poised to win you know the hurdles and i fall started bro what yeah like i, I was really over tracked because like it just kept like equaling up to like just disappointment and i was like whatever like football like i don't really care because football is football like, yeah that's what i'm gonna do um, but yeah, I got my offer from, from Pinnacle and luckily my mom pushed me to do that because had she not, I wouldn't have ended up at Grand Canyon and I wouldn't have ended up like learning about the next part of my life, which was like, yeah, my mom always said like, there's, you know, there's sports, but you got to have something outside of sports. And I was like, yeah, like you're right. I'm like, yeah, I always considered an education outside of sports, but there was nothing that I was doing, doing to like pursue and actually create an avenue and a lane for myself outside of sports. And so... In college, like, my passion for track was not there. I was like, really? it, was, it was a mission, bro. It was like, I understand I have this talent and these people need recruits and they need people to do their track team and they need people to get results off of. Mm -hmm. And I can provide them with that and they can provide me with a degree. It's transactional. And I love that team, bro. Love the people that I met, love the coaches. Great university, man. There's a lot of good people there. Like bro, genuine, genuine yeah, people. Right, yeah. awesome university. It's, it's continually expanding like daily, mm -hmm. but when I got there, I was like, you know, like, this is this is my job, like, it's my mission, like, I'm gonna do what I need to do and get out. And so I did. Um, and throughout that whole college experience, bro, like, I really started to get into the intellectual side of life, like, studying and reading books and just, just even getting an interest for what is out there, bro, other than professional sports. Okay. Like, what do I really wanna do? Yeah. And so that's really, even though I didn't go on and, like, play college and, like, do whatever, like, I honestly believe that if I would have been playing college ball, I would have been so much more in tune with, like, oh, the sports doing, side of things. Yeah, the sports side of things. And, yeah. and, and I'm not going to say that I wouldn't have been intelligent enough to, like, branch yeah, out because yeah. that's always been in my head. Like, my mom instilled that within me, but it came earlier due to, you know, that not working out. And that was a blessing because, like, you know, I got my degree, I'm working at Vanguard, and now I feel like I found something that I do want to do for the rest of my life. I don't know any person, bro, who wants to play football every day for the rest of their life. Yeah. Because like the games, yeah. the games, the crowd, the touchdowns, the celebrable, whatever is fun. Practice sucks. Lifting sucks. Coaches that are screaming at you every day, even though you know they know that you know what the hell they're talking about, but they just got to do it so that they don't lose their job and they're getting results like crap. Yeah. The higher level you go, the more it turns into politics. The more it turns into people needing results for money. Like, it turns into a different game. So, I don't. I mean, it probably was a blessing in disguise, bro. But I feel like I found something with trading, like we talked about earlier, that is gonna lead me to honestly a better life than any NFL player has, bro. Because I'm gonna have so much more of my freedom and my time. Like I'm gonna be doing what I need to do, you know, get my money in the markets, and then once I'm done with that, like I'm done. Like I don't gotta go put in like extra training and travel to such and such to play the next game. That like, happiness. Bro, happiness. That's the biggest thing. Is like I don't even I couldn't even tell you that if I were to be in the NFL that I'd be happy. Well, who knows? The money is cool, but like at the same the time like the, the life tough and strict. Is bro. Mm -hmm. Like and and I saw a little bit of that cuz I still did go play I played football at GCC. Really? So once like yeah, what? once I graduated, I got that that offer out of um senior year of high school to GCU and I told the coach I was like you know I have this football dream and I really want to pursue it and, and I want to go to the GCC and like try to get something out of that yeah. and if you guys would be willing if you could hold that scholarship for me you know I'll come I'll come run track if that doesn't work out because I'm not going to be the person that's chasing football until I'm 25 
okay. not gonna do it. Yeah. So they were, you know, I was blessed. They held it for me, and you know, I did my thing at GCC, and I ended up at GCU. And so, yeah, I just, I just feel like it was all it all just worked out the way that it needed to. Cause now I'm on something different, bro. Something way bigger than like sports and football. Damn, I'm so happy for you, man. I love yeah, to hear bro. that, man. Yeah. Like that is so cool, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. You went through a hell of a little experience. Dude, and it's so funny because, like... I'm I, glad that we talked about this and got this out. And yeah. I hope people that watch this that, you know, might have remembered that time finally get to know the story about you, man. Because, bro, like, yeah. seriously, I don't, I'm not going to keep bringing it up, but that was what was portrayed on you, man, from a lot of Thunderbird kids. Yeah, it was that. Just how it was, I just like left that. and, like, I was shallow. I just wanted to go QB 100%, shopping. 100%, man. Like, bro. Wasn't and there was a lot more than that. It was so much more, bro. Like... People didn't understand. Like, I literally had people, like, that would shake me up every day. And, like, every time I made a catch, and cry, oh, good job. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Like, literally just talking shit on Twitter, bro, every day. Like, for what? You don't, Like, you don't even know me like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it, it really did play into me being able to, you know, shake that off. Like, you don't know me, so what does your opinion matter? Like, I, I, know, what, I know what I am, bro. I know my mm-hmm. story, and I know what I need to do. And at the end of the day, when I reach where I'm trying to go, I won't even know you. Like, none of those are gonna care, man. Yeah, you don't matter. Like, while you're working your 8 to 5, I'm gonna be living happy free. I'm gonna be chilling with my kids, bro, and you're, your kids are gonna be at the babysitters. That's true, man. <laughs> like, that we're chilling. That's true, man. Yeah. That's how, it's, it's crazy how that works, you know what I mean? Like, for people that like to throw shade and all this stuff, talk yeah. smack. I mean, it really comes back eventually, man, when you got the guy who's grinding, you got the guy who's just living for now. And ain't you know too complacent or he's he is complacent not too happy with himself right yeah but doesn't want to change that yeah no, it's he's facts. just coasting it's crazy man it's a crazy life huh bro it's so funny because it's almost like a paradox dude like you 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 grow up and you see so many things and then as you hit that next level like 18 through like whatever 23 25 you're just like okay like stuff starts to make more sense like i start to see it's, people who for, for who they really are right. like i see that there's a difference between the people that want to grind and the people that don't and like I see why Me politics too, is important. Like it, bro. And you also, it, and, the, and the thing that sucks about it though, but you got to do it, is you lose a lot of friends throughout the process. Oh, bro. And when we were growing up, when you're talking 18 and younger than that in that range, you don't think about that. You think everyone's gonna be your homie till you know till it ends. Yeah, you see your parents with lifelong friends, and you're like, oh yeah, like friends since high school, bro. I got five friends in high school. Like I got good friends. ten friends in high school. Yeah, They're all, bro, gonna, all gonna be, be with me, man. Yeah, nah. It's nah. crazy, and like it's crazy because I remember like freshman year and all this. They're telling you you're only gonna have maybe like three friends after high school. And I'm like, no, I have all these friends. Like, come on. Yeah, no, everyone's no, 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 gonna no. fade away. You're gonna see my reunion. Like, uh, that's it. Yeah. Dude, it, it happened. It, it happened, really happened. Bro. It really did. And that's why, bro, is I start to see so many like things that elders were saying come to fruition as at a young age. And so, like, yeah. whenever people started to say things, I'd be like, okay, like you're older than me, like you've been there. Okay, let's see. Dude, I started that, to come yeah. to become really observant, and that that started at, at Thunderbird. Once I started to get a little bit more attention, like people started to pay attention to you know what I was doing and how I was moving, and oh, who are you talking to today? Who sent you a letter today? Blah blah blah. You start to become real observant. It's like, why do you like? Why do you even care, bro? You, I've I haven't talked to you since like sixth grade. Yeah. Like I see you, I pass by you in the hall every day, but you don't even say anything to me. Like, but now you're talking to me because you know I'm you know I'm on I'm on to something. So it's like you start to become observant and like you start to feel people's energy and like what are you why are you really like in this like what's at stake for you what's at stake for me right and once you start to figure out that out bro like if i feel like it's just a pathway to like either taking the red pill or the blue pill 
Yeah. Like you, you can either follow that rabbit hole and really learn a lot about society and the way that people operate and, you know, a lot of the stereotypes that are actually true. And then, or, or you could just choose to block it out and walk through life blind. I agree. Yeah. Dude, this was a great. This was a great podcast. This is honestly, this was. I'll be honest. Compared to the other podcasts, this one, this one hit a little different for me. This was really good to catch up with you. Uh, I can't remember why we ended up connecting like a couple months ago. Just, just art, bro. Like I just, I, I saw you doing your thing, bro. And that's the thing is, throughout my situation, is I've seen a lot of, you know, ups and downs, mm-hmm. and so I see the people that have that like little glimmer of hope and that like are just working towards something even if there's like not necessarily no hope but like if, there, if nothing is like pushing them toward that mm-hmm. and it's like dude i see that and i'm like bro like i'm inspired because you know you're, you're you're pushing to do something better for yourself and that's what i need to be around like i need that type of relationship i don't want to be around the people that i'm sitting with you and you're sitting on the couch and you're just going through the grand what are we doing what are we really doing so it's like i connect with those type of people the people that want to do better and that are making moves for themselves mm-hmm. and that are building for themselves bro so i think that's why we connected for sure dude well we, we created a nice little video for oh, you oh yeah bro oh yeah that was pretty fun and, and it was a walk in the park bro <laughs> <laughs> that was actually really cool i was like i you know what's crazy um okay so I, i've had a couple of people like client wise um, obviously, probably not like the older-ish people because I do work for like a financial team and yeah. so so um, people around our age are kind of like seeing what videos I do. I show them that video every time. Bro, it was, it was great art. Dude, I show, I show people too because I'm like, yeah, like I, I kind of came up with some ideas out. for it, bro, but mm-hmm. like you and his name is Diego, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro, you guys brought that to life. Like like you guys were in the angles at all the time. Like it was dope, bro. We all it just came dope. together collaborative, you know, collaboratively and, and just expressed ourselves. But it was dope. I, I, I'd say the biggest one I'm looking forward to next is the bike one. Bro, that's gonna be hard. And you know, we, we threw some ideas at each other. Yeah. Um, we're gonna take this a little more seriously. I think, I think we can brainstorm something way bigger. Bro, for sure. Um, but the idea of it is really good. Yeah, bro. And we have the upgraded equipment now, myself and Diego. Diego's like my main guy when it comes to content collaboration. That's good that you have a team, bro. You yeah. have somebody that you're, you know, that's like-minded, that's moving the way that you are. That's, it's, that's it's gonna huge, grow bro. soon. It's gonna be growing soon, trust me. I already, I've already like started the, the, the ideas. <laughs> I already know. <laughs> Not for real. I'm gonna yeah. build me a team, like a way, te- uh, I'm gonna bring people that are like almost just better than me. You know, you can't what I mean? bring people that are less. Like you can, but you can, but you can't continue to try to build people up your right, whole way. You gotta find you gotta people find that want to grow. That, yeah. yeah. So that's what we're going to in the future. Um, but yeah, this video is gonna be sick because we got the drone, we got the good cameras now, the 4K. Oh, yeah, I'm it's excited. Gonna it's gonna be lit. I'm man. excited. Just gotta hit me up. I got my bike here any day, so we can go do it. Oh, boom! That's what I was gonna tell you. So with work, um, I'm still doing school full time, mm. which is a drag, but I'm almost done. I'm getting there. I'll be there. Yeah. So I'm gonna have weekends off. For sure, yeah, we're there, bro. I right know. There. Yeah, yeah. Whenever, bro, I'm just hit me up. Off. So hit we can up. do it on the weekend now. We'll have no hassles because um, I know weekends are good for you. Yeah. So yeah. we good. Yeah, bro. I'm Monday through Friday, so once you hit me on the weekend, I'm there. Well, sweet. You think that was a good wrap then? Oh, for sure, you bro. Want to bring anything else up? Um, nah, man. Maybe we'll have to get another episode. No, that's I know, and everyone asked me that, man. I definitely want to bring you on again because we can also go more into the GCU, more into the trading. There's tons of things that we can continue to grow on. Yeah, bro. And yeah. Um, eventually, I want to be, I want to expand this 
into possibly a suite, like an office suite. Okay. I put in some thought into it, and I'm kind of trying to get people to kind of jump on it with me as in like a, a workspace that we can have. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's possibly in the future here, <clears throat> which would mean longer podcasts and whatnot. But, dude, I definitely want to bring you back on again. Yeah, um, for sure, bro. Dude, why not? Yeah, bro. Hopefully, I'll have a little bit more to talk about, too, next time. Dude, so. you had a lot to talk about. And this was also, like, really good to get to know you more, like, and to know the story, know the grinds and the hustle. I didn't know, any about the, I didn't know anything about the offers. Yeah. I didn't know about anything. I didn't know about eighth grade club, yeah. third nationals. That's crazy, bro. There was so much outside of, like, school that, like, nobody knew. Because, like, I didn't even know there was a track club thing that existed <laughs> for middle schoolers, bro. I did, cool, I did bro. club basketball my sophomore year. And for me, that was, like, dang. Like, AAU? Yes. Like junior sun type, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah bro. AU is lit, and you could do that for like you could. They actually have an AU way, track league. They do. Yeah, yeah. Which is similar to way more fun than dude. So much. It's a different level, right? School. Yeah. And but yeah, but you also like surround yourself with a team, and your team actually is committed for a goal. I'd right. say in high school, everyone's kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, I'm on the basketball team. No, I'm starting. I'm just like. There's, Come on, bro. Yeah. Let's get this dub. <laughs> For real, dude. And yeah. we ended up losing in the in like the championship game too. At where? We were really good. Club team. Yeah, club okay. team. Yeah. Um, it sucked, man. Yeah, but so we had a really learn, good though. team, dude. We had this one dude, uh, KJ, like a six eight, just huge dude. In basketball. Yeah. So obviously for me, I was like six foot. All I did was kind of shoot and stuff. I was a little skinny guy. Yeah. But dude, it was fun, man, to kind of get around bigger and better talent. It, it brings you up. That's all I can do. You know. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, bro, I'm definitely not to come back anytime, bro. Just let me know. Well, thank you for coming on today. Yes, sir. It was definitely like awesome and great to have you on and to catch up with you. And uh, for the viewers and listeners out there, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast with Atom. Um, but yeah, man, it was great to have you on. Hey, I'll see you guys soon. You want to shout out your Instagram? I actually deleted my socials, so I'll see you guys when I get it back. That's right. You did tell me that. Yes, sir. Well, dang, is there any way for people to contact you if they want? Or are you just kind of coasting right now? If you, you have kinda... my number, you know how to hit me. If you don't, then you don't need to hit me, bro. <laughs> All right, well, hey, let's plan that, let's plan that video here pretty soon. I have uh, those days off in two weeks. For sure. So around that time, kind of get things rolling. So thank you guys for watching, and uh, I'll see you guys on the next podcast. Peace. Boom, we out.